We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B-E. That's IXL.com B-E. Welcome to the Principal PLN Podcast, hosted by Dr. Spike Cook, Jessica Johnson, and Teresa Stagger. Principal PLN is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in educational leadership. Be sure to follow our hosts on Twitter at Dr. Spike Cook, at Principal J, and at Principal Stagger. There are many great ways to contact the PLN. Follow the hashtag Principal PLN or at Principal PLN on Twitter. You can also search and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. All links can be found online at PrincipalPLN.com. Hey, Teresa, how's it going? It's going better now that we're all now that we're all fixed. Yeah, that took a while. We had all yeah. sorts of Google issues. So what's been going on? I haven't talked to you in a while. I know. Well, not on here. Right, not on here. That's true. Uh, <laughs> nothing huge. I had a conference this last week, uh, last couple days. I was at the MANS conference, the Michigan Association of Non-Public School um, Administrators. So I was up in uh, Crystal Mountain, which is up um, I live down here by the border, and it's like up here. So yeah, you were just across the big lake. I, I know. To get a canoe and come see me. <laughs> it, was, it was funny because I was looking at. I was going to go to a Best Buy. I was looking for a different stylus for my iPad, and so I was like, I'll go to Best Buy. There's nothing up there. Nothing. And the two closest were Traverse City, which was like 40 minutes away, and Green Bay, Wisconsin, which they said was 42 minutes <laughs> okay. away. And I thought, well, I guess if I, you know, ride my car. It showed Green water, Bay just because it was across the lake? Yeah, because it was like distance wise, it was the closest. But I thought, this is why I could get there in 25 minutes. Yeah, you go ahead and try that. That's, That's funny. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was funny. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> what about you? Oh, oh, my goodness. Well, I'm getting ready to go to Washington, D.C. this week for oh. the NAESP National Distinguished Principals thing. And so actually, Tony Sinanis, because he's going from New York, right. too, we've been working on our special project where we're supposed to bring a souvenir from each state. And we didn't really want to buy anything. And we thought, we just really want to be connected with people. So we made a video introducing us and other people on Twitter. And we're going to bring a postcard. Um, that like has a QR code to it. So um, I'll share a, a link in the show notes of that. I put yeah. it all in the blog post. So yeah, by the time this actually goes, we'll have already been there. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I'll cool. share that. Trying yeah. to get everybody connected on Twitter. 
That's right. That's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to so. talk really quickly today about uh, observations and walkthroughs. When I was at this this conference um, last weekend, we had a lot of discussion about it amongst ourselves. It really wasn't part of what the the presenters were discussing, but we had a lot of conversations. And I know, um, you know, it's it's kind of a, you know, do you do a lot of walkthroughs? How long do they take? What do you look at when you're going through? And so, um, you know, we at, I we've adapted this tool at St. Mary's this year that is called Teach Boost, and it's mm -hmm. it's online. It's a great it's a great tool because it allows you just send them whatever forms you want, and you can have as many as you like. You import it. Um, you import that they import them, and then you can choose which one you want, and it sends. It doesn't have to, but you can send it to the teacher. They can log in and see, and then you can add these um, like professional development videos. They've got this library of PD stuff. So if you're mm -hmm. worrying about um, classroom discipline, you can attach something you know about that. And it's so it's a neat program. I haven't been able to dig into it as much as I would like, but I would love. I know that you do because with all your coaching background. Mm -hmm. You're mm -hmm. you're my big resource for this. So yeah, told some people I was like, well, I'm going to talk to to Jess and get more information <laughs> because, like, you know, I always I you know we knit yeah. things, but to have a real quick conversation, I think would be helpful for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, we I'll just say that for our evaluation system or educator effectiveness, we use a system that's very similar online. It's called My Learning Plan. Okay. Um, and a lot of I mean, it, all of Wisconsin has to use something. They either use that or you're, they're using the state model, which uses Teachscape. Um, okay. But I only see that as my um, necessary walkthroughs that I have to do that are documented, which is okay. two formals and two informals. Okay. Um, I still get into classrooms as frequently as I can beyond those required ones. And when I'm getting into classrooms then, I just give narrative feedback. And I always tell my teachers I'm doing this with my coaching hat on. You know, if I right. ask you a question or I'm giving you feedback, it's for reflection. It is not for your evaluation. It's just with my coaching hat to have us reflecting and, and helping um, the teacher grow. Um, and I, you know, I would love to talk to every teacher afterwards, but that's not feasible in our day-to-day -day right. schedules at all. Um, so typically I usually end up emailing them feedback. Um, and I, I keep a note for each teacher in Evernote for myself, mm -hmm. and I will just, typically, um, if it's a teacher that I know isn't going to be concerned if I'm typing on my iPad while I'm in their room, I just start typing, you know, dear Miss Steger, when I visited your classroom today, I noticed, and I just simply state, you know, what I was observing, you know, objective things that I saw, um, and then I'll usually end with, um, I wonder, and I'll ask some sort of a question um, that's intended to either, you know, um, find out what led up to this or find out where the teacher is going next or, you know, if there was something that I noticed um, that maybe could be improved upon, it's, you know, I wonder how, you know, how you think this could help with classroom management or, you know, some sort of a question. Um, if there's ever something that's a, con oh, so I type that up in Evernote and then I just copy and paste and send it in email to them. Okay, so um, it's the, I noticed and I wonder, is there a third one or is it just the two of those? I just keep it at I noticed and I wonder. Okay. Um, I do, though, when I'm asking that question, I often refer to the ORID framework, mm -hmm. um, which is four different types of questions, objective, reflective, something, and decisional. I could put a link to that in the, um, the show notes. And that's from um, a lot of Iowa administrators get trained in using that. I have no training. I just fell into the resource, sure. and I use it all the time. And I just keep a link for that on my, on my um, iPad. I, I refer to it all the time. Um, I keep a checklist in um, Evernote of all of my teachers, and I label one checklist as master, 
Okay. And then um, um, I make a new one and I will put the date up on the top to show of when I started and when I ended to get through every single teacher's classroom. Um, oh. And it's really it's really easy in Evernote to like duplicate a form. Right. So then I'll just start a new one. Once I get through everybody's classroom, then I start a new one. Oh. Um, and I do that to hold myself accountable because if I don't get through everybody's classroom, I just go to the ones that I like to be in all the time. Right. So this right. makes me get to every room. Yeah. Oh, um, great idea. I've used Google Forms for different things. Mm -hmm. I really don't like. Um, I've tried all sorts of different like checklists of you know indicators when you're in a classroom. I don't like that because okay. you know a teacher's going to look at the list and go, "Well, sure. you didn't check that, but I did that five minutes after right. you left." Exactly. And, yeah. So I do have one Google Form though for myself that um, identifies the teacher and how I gave them feedback, whether it was okay. verbal, um, whether it was um, the emailed whether sure. it was none um, right. or if it was for our, our evaluation system and that's so I can reflect on myself on am I giving them feedback when I'm in their classrooms or not perfect that makes it yeah makes a ton of sense um, yeah. one of the the discussions that we had at this conference was about you know when you're doing walkthroughs or your three minute walkthrough you know just just as you're going through the classrooms finding one thing through the week that you are especially looking for. So, for mm. example, on Monday when I send my Monday memo out, I send it out and it says, "This week, I, you know, as I'm coming through your classrooms, because the teachers know that I'm going to be in their rooms. I just am, mm. you know, whether it, just to hang out to see what they're doing, whatever. But this week while I'm in your room and I'm doing quick walkthroughs, I am looking to make sure that the standard that you're teaching is up on the board. That's mm -hmm. the only thing I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And then." You know, you you go through and, and you do it, and then you send feedback out to check to say, okay, well, you know, this we had this many teachers, blah blah blah, and then focus on something cool that you saw in the classroom, something neat that the teachers were doing, and send that out as well. You know, I was in, you know, the fifth grade classroom this week, and they were doing this, and I thought this was a really cool teaching tool, or you know, very effective in management or whatever. But to just focus on one thing every week, what do you feel about that? That's a that's an excellent idea. Um, I've actually I haven't done that um, a whole lot, but I have done when we were reading a book by um, Richard Allington. I think mm -hmm. um, we were reading about um, uh, different instructional models, whether it's whole group teaching, um, small group, or independent. And right. I took two weeks and I recorded data like crazy on that and found that we had a ton of whole group teaching. So I then took that data and we looked at, you know, looked at that together and started focusing on what is small group and what is, um, you know, what does it look like if you're doing small group instruction or meeting with individual students. Um, so yeah, no, that's a great idea to do it week by week. Um, I do also share out in my monthly, or not my monthly, my, my weekly memo <laughs> to staff, you know, great things I noticed this week. Right. And I, it'll just be like, you know, three to five bullet points of great things that I saw happening. Right. Um, and I don't identify the teacher only because right. I found that that doesn't work in the culture of my building. I just say, you know, in general, it doesn't identify maybe a grade. Yeah. And I have three people in each grade, so it okay. doesn't narrow it down. Um, but I'll often see like those ideas that I've shared happen in other classrooms too. So it helps, you know, it helps everybody benefit from the great things that are happening. Yeah, it sure does. That sounds mm -hmm. like a really good idea. And there's, you know, there's just not enough in our building. We have one of every grade, so mm -hmm. there's not an opportunity for them to go in other classrooms. We don't yeah. have shared prep time. There's not, there's just not a chance mm -hmm. for them to be able to have that, um, you know that those discussions and see those things, and I would I would love to find kind of off topic a time. Well, I guess it's not. 
a chance for the teachers to be able to go into each other's rooms and do mm-hmm. some observations. I know there's a lot of discussion about that in the, the PLN Voxer group, but it's tough, you know? It, yeah, and usually when that happens, like I have to cover a classroom so that a teacher can go, right. um, and I've done that. I love getting people to go out and do that. And we've had teachers go and observe for different things, like whether it was when we were implementing Daily Five and Cafe, or um, going to observe things for classroom management to get some um, strategies for themselves. We have some a couple of teachers who are awesome with brain-based teaching strategies. Um, we've had teachers observe each other specifically in math with our new math curriculum to see what it looks like in a lower grade or in an upper grade. Um, also for iPad implementation um, oh, yeah. to get ideas of you know what they're doing with technology. So. Um, and we've even had um, teachers from the middle school or high school come down and observe too. Um, and I think our fifth graders have gone and looked at English in the middle school. So great opportunities for learning from each other. That yeah. is, yeah, we because we have our our elementary and middle are in the same building. Mm-hmm. So, but in you know in the same respect, that's kind of difficult because it's the same culture, it's the same yeah, you know, it's the same. They're in separate, technically separate buildings, but mm-hmm. they're connected by the cafeteria, so they're in the mm-hmm. same building. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we've been looking at trying to get them to other schools in, mm-hmm. you know, in our vicinity just mm-hmm. to, it's tough. It can be, it can be very tough. Um, so how often would you say that you're in classrooms doing observations? Every day. Every day. <laughs> well, I make it my goal every day and I put it on my calendar every day. There are some yeah. days where it doesn't happen. Like I had a day this week where I uh, didn't leave the office area for the entire day just because right. of you know, the nature of what things that were going on that day. Um, And, you know, um, last week's CP chat, which is part of Connected Educator Month, um, uh, I'm trying to think of, we had a a conversation, it was a scheduled chat on um, constructive evaluation, I think, but it was, it really got into, you know, how to be in classrooms frequently and, you know, what gets scheduled gets done. Um, And even though you might put it on your schedule, you know, if something happens, it's still a priority on your schedule, and you're going to move it to try and figure out where it can be. Right. Um, so, you know, I do. I try to schedule an, at least an hour each day. Um, it does get moved. I wish I had more. I used to have more time in classrooms, but um, also being the district assessment coordinator, that takes a big chunk of my time. But you know, I can get into. You know, if I'm doing five to ten minutes a piece, I can get into quite a few classrooms in an hour. That's, yeah, that's totally true. And I've actually started doing, I've blocked off my calendar from the minute the kids get in the building at 8 o'clock. Classes start at 8.20. So from 8 in the morning until 9.30, my calendar is totally blocked. And it's either for, you know, issues that come up in the office, any students that have to come in, just beginning of the day things, parents mm-hmm. that are in there that want to discuss before the day goes on, and then getting into the classrooms. Mm-hmm. So I don't have anything scheduled before 9.30 mm-hmm. any day. And it's mm-hmm. it's been helpful because it gives me, you know, that expectation that I'm not going to be in the office. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be around the building for whoever, either whoever needs it or in the classrooms, which is great. Yeah, and I try to, I mean, people know that I want to be in classrooms a lot. My secretary knows, you know, when she, when somebody calls for me, she'll say, nope, she's in classrooms right now, and can I take a message? And um, when I shut my door and leave, I have a little sign that I put that says, I'm out in classrooms to see what students are learning. Um, oh, so it's, I mean, it, you know, just to help give that message, that's right. what's important. I like that yeah. a lot. Um, Great tip. 
we could, you know, there could be a whole another podcast just on like the evaluation part of it. I just, right. I see that as necessary paperwork that we have to do. And I just, I value so much more the time being in classrooms frequently. And, um, you know, not just for um, seeing the teaching and the learning, but making sure that you know all of your students' names, that you can connect with your kids when you're out in rooms, um, making sure that you check on your uh, frequent flyers, that I call them, your students, that if you don't see them in a positive way, they're going to end up seeing you in the office. So, yes. you know, if you can make a point to see them before that. Um, and those are those are some of my classrooms that I get into every day, even though I'm not really there to observe teaching. It's, you know, right. just to say, hey, Teresa, how's your day going? And in my yeah. head, I'm like, please don't get in trouble today. Don't come in my office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have a, um, um, on that, on that, um, that end, we have a, a policy that was in the building before I got there that if there is any sort of um, suspension any for any kind, any reason that there are no field trips for that child for the entire year. <gasps> yeah. And oh my so, gosh. yeah. So in fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, that really has been a huge tool because the kids try so, even the ones who push the limits, they know that the limit has to be pulled back because they won't go to camp. They won't go on their class trips. They don't go on any field trips. They don't go to the Apple Orchard. I mean, nothing. Wow. So that has been, it was the, and I thought, Ooh, that's harsh when I first saw mm -hmm. it, but I'm a fan of it. You know, we had, we had one kid last year, bless him. He is so smart and so, so talented, but he cannot stay out of trouble. Cannot. And <laughs> he, he just can't, he is always in the office and it's oh. like, it, and you know, he, he tries, he literally tries, but it's just like, like he can't, he's got no filter, you know? Mm -hmm. And so he just shouts out whenever he wants and he's always in trouble. And we look, I remember looking at him last year and just saying, you have two days, two days before you leave for camp. You have two days. Yeah. Just every, just take it, take it a subject at a time. You can do this. And he's like, he would come in and he would go, I have two days. I just have two days. I can do it. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, it's a good policy. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So, well, um, I would just add another tip that if anybody, sure. um, you know, it's, I think it's an old school principal mentality to sit in your office and do paperwork and only do observations when you have to, but then you get a dog and pony show. Um, I think most administrators that I talk to now are well beyond that and believe yes. in getting into classrooms frequently. Um, but if you're feeling like you're not an expert and need to, you know, build your knowledge level to be able to do that, I would highly recommend Wednesday night's Edu Coach chat. It's EDU Coach. Um, that's 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's for instructional coaches and instructional leaders. But you know, there's always a great topic each night that helps build. Um, you know, your ability to coach teachers because that's what's important and it's going to help teachers grow and help students learn more. Um, and I'm going to have to end this soon, Teresa, or my children will, yeah. um, <laughs> who knows what's going on upstairs right now. That's right. No worries. So thanks for the great <laughs> chat. And it was a good topic and we'll definitely have to get another one in on strategies. But uh, for now, I'll let you go ahead and close this out. All right. Principal BLN out. Thanks for sharing in the learning with us today. Remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and continue the conversation by joining the Boxer Group. Links can be found at principalpln.com.
There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com B-E. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet Tier 1 standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com slash B-E.